Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 996. This week on Cars Yeah, we're celebrating the La Jolla Concours de Elegance. that takes place on April 6, 7, and 8 in beautiful La Jolla, California. To learn more about the La Jolla Concours, just go to LaJollaConcours.com. You have to sell yourself. And I think you have to sell your expertise and your knowledge. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, automotive enthusiasts. I'm revved up and so excited to introduce today's very special guest, Nigel Matthews. Hey, Nigel, are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Oh, always fun. Always game for a ride. A fun ride. (laughs) Absolutely. Nigel Matthews is a chief judge at numerous Concours events throughout the world. Originally from Oxfordshire, England, Nigel has lived in Vancouver, British Columbia, just a little ways north of me here in Kick Harbor. For over 43 years, where she's worked as a Red Seal designated licensed automotive technician and member of the Guild of Master Craftsmen, repairing and restoring Rolls Royce, that's fitting, from a man from England, and Ferrari automobiles. Now, there's a, a wide range of cars. The past 23 years, Nigel has been in the classic and exotic car insurance industry and currently serves as Global Director of Private Client Services for Haggerty Insurance. And of course, my regular listeners will know that many people from Haggerty have been on the show, including McKeel. Since 2005, Nigel has judged most of the major Concours events around the globe, and he's written classic car columns in the Canadian press and numerous automotive magazines. And you'll see Nigel at Concours events, including Pinehurst, Pebble Beach, the Cartier Concours, Hershey, and in New Delhi, Germany, Florence, England, and of course, the La Jolla Concours de Elegance. Nigel, you are a guy that gets around, so... I've told our listeners just a little bit about you. Would you take a brief moment, share a little bit more about your career and a very obvious passion for automobiles? Oh, and without question, yeah. You know, I love that expression uh, from the movie, Life's Like is Like a Box of Chocolates. You mm-hmm. never know what you're going to get. Yes. <laughs> and that's what's happened to me in my career, basically. I've had four career changes throughout my life. I always wanted to be involved in engineering or the car industry but it didn't start that way. I went to a boarding school in England. And back in the day, in the 60s, I guess teachers weren't so PC as they are today. So when I told the careers officer at school that I wanted to be a civil engineer, he immediately said, Matthews, you're too thick to be an engineer. Oh, ouch. (laughs) (laughs) And Yeah. And uh, he suggested I become a Black & Decker uh, salesperson. Ah, (laughs) Anyway, I didn't take his advice. Good for you. I left school and I I went into the hotel and uh, restaurant management uh, industry because my father had uh, a restaurant amongst a number of of his other businesses. So I thought I'd uh, jump on the family gravy train. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, That led me to Canada. I got hired by Canadian Pacific Airlines and that brought me to Vancouver. I did that for a number of years and then uh, I ended up following my real passion in life, which was cars and at the age of 23 in Vancouver, I began a, an apprenticeship as an auto body repair technician, something that wouldn't have happened if I had stayed in England because nobody would give you an apprenticeship at the age of 23 in the UK. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been, uh, you know, the last uh, 45 years or whatever has been uh, quite a, quite an enjoyable and uh, varying sort of journey. 
Uh, absolutely. And I'm so glad to have you here because that's what Cars Yeah is all about. People that have figured out how to wrap their passion for automobiles, motorcycles, trucks, anything that rolls on rubber into their career. And boy, has Nigel figured that one out. And you mentioned a, a quote by Forrest Gump. I always say that what I do, podcasting is like a box of chocolates. I never know what I'm going to get because most people I've never spoken to, I've never had the privilege of meeting you before, although I think maybe our paths have crossed in some of these mini Concours events. But as we continue on your journey, I always like to start by asking my guests for a success quote or a mantra, something that has great meaning for you. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning here on Cars Yeah. So Nigel, take the wheel. Okay, well, I think I've tried to live my life following this sort of mantra. And uh, I went to a boarding school in England, which was founded in the 17th century. Wow. It was called the Colston's School in Bristol, and it was founded by the Colston's family. And the family motto was, go and do thou likewise. So I've tried to live my life on a similar sort of uh, path. Um, Basically, I like to treat people the way I would expect to be treated. Mm, The golden rule. Always works, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yes. It, well, I think so. I just wish more people in the world would practice that. I think we'd all live in a happier place, but sounds it's like a great work, path. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Well, you've touched on this a little bit. Let's go back in time and talk about your passion for cars. There must have been some pivotal moment in your life when you realized that cars, that's my thing. I'm a car guy. So can you think back that far as to what triggered that? I can indeed, and it began at a very early age. Um, I grew up on a fairly large farm in in England. There were three boys and and a a girl, my sister. And and like children, we played tag, but we played tag in cars. What? My father would, yeah. (laughs) My father would go down to the local scrapyard and buy a car that wouldn't pass the uh, the yearly um, vehicle inspection. We raced around a hundred acre field in cars, crashing in, crashing into each other. That's how we played tag. <laughs> Demolition Derby, Britain style. I love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh my so gosh! Growing up on this this large farm was for a kid was was quite amazing, and we had a very large in house workshop for all the machinery and an in house mechanic. So I I was usually always two steps behind him and probably drove him crazy. <laughs> so at the age of nine, I I uh, changed with his help and the transmission in my 1946 Ford Anglia. I've had the terminal car disease ever ever since. I think you mentioned Ford Anglia. The first race car I raced in vintage racing when I started was a 1960 Lotus Formula Junior that had that engine in it, modified somewhat, of course. Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, just a yeah. little bit, but. Wow. Well, you don't hear Ford Anglia very often on this side of the pond, but what a wonderful childhood. Oh, my gosh. Very idyllic and playing demolition derby on the farm with old cars. Oh, my gosh. Uh, You were living the life. That's for sure. Well, let's take a look at some of the many roads you've driven down. You talked about four major pivots in your career. Let's talk about a big challenge or a big failure that you faced along the way. Kind of share that with us, walk us through it. But more importantly, these situations teach us really valuable lessons. So if you can pick one out of your life, would you share it? I've had a couple that have happened to me. It's that old adage that, you know, when one door closes, another one opens. And the two best career moves in my entire life were due to something that I wasn't expecting. The first one was being laid off when I was working in the airline industry. And that's what prompted me to follow my real passion in life and and become an auto body technician. 
And the second one was when I had uh, landed myself quite a nice job in, in a corporate job with the government insurer in British Columbia, uh, looking after the uh, collector and vintage vehicle program. And then uh, I was approaching 55, and I guess they thought that perhaps they could uh, push me out to the door and relieve me of some of my pension benefits and things like that. Fortunately for me, I outsmarted them. And, uh, <laughs> Good for you. Haggerty had just moved into Canada. This was 2010. And I had known McKeel since about 2003. And everything fell into place. So I was basically the first employee for Haggerty oh, Canada. Wow. Oh, that's... Well, I'll tell you, Haggerty, what a, a spectacular company, number one. I've known McKeel for, oh, it seems like forever. And I don't think I've met anybody from Haggerty I didn't like. It's just a spectacular group of people. Uh, the day we're recording this, I'm going to be recording with uh, Ashley, who's uh, their West Coast rep oh, yeah. uh, at the end of this I week. I know Ashley very well. Yep, known Ashley yep. for a long time, so she'll be a guest here on the show. But uh, these things come along all the time for people when they, they least expect it usually. They're let go or the company goes under. Something happens that they have to go find another job. And it's real easy to say one door closes, one door opens. But what little bit of advice you might offer somebody who's going through that kind of thing so they do see or can find that other door to walk through? One thing that maybe some people don't do enough is you have to sell yourself. Mm. And I think you have to sell your expertise and your knowledge. Yeah, it's a great advice. And for some people, it's very hard to do. Uh, especially when, yes. and, and I found that the company I used to be with, I was always promoting the company, not me. And then when I found myself trying to do something new, it was very hard for me to promote myself. I felt like I was being boisterous or braggadocious or whatever word you want to use. But I think you're very, very right. It's important to realize your power, your strength, your your expertise, and go out there and share that with others because that's how the doors open. People go, oh, you did that? I had no idea. Yeah. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Well, I appreciate you sharing some difficult times, but boy, things sure fell into a nice place for you. Let's shift gears and go to the other Thank end of the you. spectrum. Talk about an aha moment in your career. I'd love to hear one of those. And it sounds like you've had a bunch of aha moments, but one that really I stood have. out for you. Yeah. I think this one dates back to 1984. I was running my own small uh, restoration and repair business, appropriately called Silverstone Carriage Works. But I came, one day I just came to the conclusion that I didn't inherit my father or my younger brother's horse trading ability. And I decided that I was not cut out to be a small business owner and I would be much better suited focusing my energy on what I was good at. And that was being a, a, a master craftsman and a, and a tradesman. Mm. So I, I went back to the workforce as an employee. But that worked out well for me because... I did quite well. I built myself a reputation. That's what led me to go from being uh, working on the bench and repairing cars hands-on. I got headhunted by the government insurance company in British Columbia to go and work for them and uh, look after the estimating for uh, high-end exotics and, and older vehicles. Nice, nice, really nice. Yeah. Well, that's another great takeaway from this story, and that is how... Is recognizing your weaknesses, really looking yourself in the mirror and saying, okay, what am I good at? What am I not good at? And if you don't want to go out and seek help to learn those things, or you just feel like, okay, I'm going down the wrong path, or I'm digging a hole, I need to stop digging and get out and start digging somewhere else. That's my takeaway from your story. Is that what you bring for us? 
Yeah, I think so. I, I think if you can recognize your strengths and your weaknesses and go with the strengths, you know, it'll, it'll sort of stand you in good stead. Absolutely. Well, let's have a little bit of fun and go back in time again and talk about your first really special car. Now, you're a gentleman who's been around a while, so I think you've had some probably some cool cars over time. I know that you recently bought something very special, but I want you to go back and talk about the first car that was really special for you and maybe share a memory. Indeed. I got two, actually. But the first one was my very first licensed and insured car. So the one, the first car I was legally allowed to drive on the roads. It was a 1961 Renault 4, a real ugly duckling. <laughs> okay. Um, it wasn't in the greatest of condition, but it was what I could afford. The gas tank, the fuel tank was so rusty that particles of rust kept clogging up the fuel the, uh, fuel line and the, the mechanical fuel pump. <laughs> yep. So I, I came up with a solution. I took a one-gallon can and I bolted that to the inner apron and that with a hose and a gravity feed down to the mechanical fuel pump. So that solved my uh, rusty oh fuel Oh, my gosh. Problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Maybe you started a, a potential fire problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, my mileage, uh, I couldn't go too far. So I had to have a five-gallon jerry can in the trunk. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, but I think the rocker panel story is the better one. The, oh. the car failed its uh, safety inspection because the rocker panels are rusty. Uh-huh. And the Renault, Renault 4 has basically a big square box uh, channel rocker panel. Um, when it went up on the hoist and the gentleman took great pride in taking a screwdriver and driving it through the, uh, the underside of the rocker panels, yeah. I came up with a solution. I took it back to the trusty workshop on the farm. I got a two-inch hole saw, and I drilled a whole bunch of holes in the top of the rocker panel underneath the, the saw plates. Yeah. A nice sloppy mixture of concrete in there. You know, on, I almost said, <laughs> don't tell me you poured concrete in there, and you did. <laughs> I did in both sides. And now my, my sort of sitting up high Renault 4 became a bit of a low rider. <laughs> oh, my I gosh. everything. Yeah, sprayed everything with a textured black, you know, rocker uh-huh. panel finish. Yeah, took it back to the to the uh, local garage and and uh, challenged the uh, the mechanic to see if he could put his screwdriver through that again. <laughs> that is hilarious! Oh my gosh, that is pretty funny. Uh, having grown up in Southern yeah. California near La Jolla, or in La Jolla actually, but of course there's Tijuana just south of there, and that's the kind of story you hear about cars that were repaired back in the day in Tijuana from. All sorts of newspapers put into uh, pack in the, yeah. the seats to uh, chicken wire and bondo to rebuild a car. So, oh yeah. my gosh, that is funny. Ah, very funny indeed. Well, how about yeah. seller's remorse? Is there a vehicle you've let go you wish you had back? Yeah, I think it's a story that you can relate to. And I'm not really, let's put it this way. I'd rather call this one the one that got away. Okay. And that was my 1962 Alvis TD21 drophead coupe, oh. one of only 123 ever built. Wow. And the same car that the Queen actually used to drive mm. and still has in her collection. I needed to educate my children and give them the best start in life that they could have. So I decided that the Alvis had to go and the money was used for their education. And yep. I've never regretted that. I could see where my money went because both yeah. of the children have done well. They've got degrees. They've got secure careers. Mm-hmm. That's the one that got away story. Yeah. And the reason I don't mention that, my regular listeners will know I have a similar story with a, a Porsche that I let go to pay for a college education. And I'm with you, Nigel. I've never looked back because uh, both my children, I'm so proud of them, have done so well. And they, they really valued their educations 
because they know what my wife and I sacrificed to provide them with that. And uh, they went on to uh, yeah. to be independent. And uh, I'm happy to say neither have called home for money once since they've been out on their own. And they're not living in the basement. So uh, uh, although my basement yeah, is a crawl space, so I don't think they'd want to live down there. <laughs> so. Well, I think as a parent, you, we all know that the best start in life that you can give your children is a good education. Yes, absolutely. Very nice story. I love it. Very cool. The queen would be proud of you for sure. Well, let's talk about uh, what's happening now. Now, this uh, whole week, I'm promoting the La Jolla Concord de Elegance. I'm a proud sponsor of that mm-hmm. event. And because it's my hometown, it holds a special place in my heart. It's a spectacular event. So I'd love for you to tell our listeners a little bit more about the La Jolla Concours, your role there, what they might expect if they're fortunate enough, and they should take the time to go to La Jolla and attend this event. So tell us all about it. They should indeed. It's um, the La Jolla Concours, I mean, as you said, the venue is, is wonderful. It's spectacular. Southern California doesn't have a lot of events like this, you know, that are, are sort of true concours. You never know what you're going to see uh, at La Jolla. And, and we have some amazing cars coming this year. We have some feature classes or feature marks, so we're celebrating Lincoln. Something that I'm really excited about this year is uh, we have a very nice uh, display or class of future Japanese collectibles, you know, nice. 240Zs and Datsun Roadsters, and and that, uh, in my opinion, is where the future of car collecting is, is going to go because uh, people look, gravitate towards what they grew up with and, and what they like. It's just an amazing event. I've been involved with it, or I've been the chief judge since, 2016, and I'm very proud to be in that role. We've changed the judging style a little bit. Um, there's an organization that a number of us founded at La Jolla. It was actually on the Friday night uh, at a private dinner party uh, in 2015. And Ed Gilbertson, who you know yes. very well, mm-hmm. uh, myself and a couple of others were talking about judging. There's different styles of judging. You know, there's French rules, there's 100-point Concord judging. And we thought, why don't we form an organization to assist other events with the judging style using the Pebble Beach format or the 100-point or the format? Yes. So the organization is called the International Chief Judge Advisory Group, and uh, it took off. I mean, before we could blink, we, were, uh, we had the 30 events in 12 different countries taking wow. place. Yeah. Wow. Well, when Ed was on the show, he talked at length about that, and about that type of judging. And I, I, I just think from my perspective of being at so many events, it's it's a great way and it, it makes everything cohesive be, beyond events or, or together with events, I should say, so that people that are putting cars into multiple events know what they're dealing with. But I'll, I'll paint a quick picture for those listeners out there. If you've never been to La Jolla, it's a beautiful part of San Diego, coastal town, absolutely spectacular restaurants and shopping, but mostly the coast is what's beautiful. And where this event is, is at the Cove which is sits up on a little bluff overlooking the Pacific Ocean. It's a park, the Scripps Park from uh, Ellen Browning Scripps, of course, a family highly tied to the San Diego area. It's just spectacular. It's so beautiful, and it's it's really worth your time. And if you have family, take them there. If they're not into cars, they've got plenty to do around that oh, area yeah. while <laughs> you spend the day with all of us car freaks. But uh, very, very yeah. nice. Well, it's a beautiful place, and I'm so happy to be a part of it, and I'm so glad that you're back as chief judge as well. Here's a very introspective question for you, Nigel. If Nigel was an automobile, what would he be? He would be a 1962 Aston Martin DB4 GT Zagato. <laughs> oh, my gosh. 
Yes, one um, of my so, bucket yeah. list cars. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Now, well, now, why? I, I have to ask you why. Well, okay, well, and I think the answer is probably appropriate. Uh, yes, English soul in an Italian suit. Ah, I love it. Very, very nice. Yeah, I've got a model of that car. It sits right next to my short yeah. wheelbase model because those both have very similar feels and 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 looks. But uh what a wonderful do everything car! I mean. Track, street, go to the store, whatever you want is just uh, spectacular. So very nice. Well, Nigel, up next is the last lap. But before we put the pedal to the Mm -hmm. metal, let's say thank you to today's Cars Yeah sponsors. Hey, Cars Yeah listeners, this is Mark Green. I've been using Covercraft covers to protect my cars and motorcycles since I was in high school, way back in 1975. But Covercraft has much more to offer than just vehicle covers. This time of year is very hard on your vehicle's interiors. Rain, snow, dirt, and mud gets into the carpet and the seats, grinding away and destroying the original materials. It's important to preserve and protect your special ride with cover, craft, floor mats, and seat covers. That's what I do. They offer a wide variety of styles, colors, and materials, all designed to fit like a glove. They're easy to install and provide for anchor points and airbags for safety and a perfect fit. Protecting your vehicle adds value when you go to sell it, too. Simply go to Covercraft.com and order the style and color you like best, and boom, you're set. You'll thank me, and your vehicle will thank you as well. That's Covercraft.com, and tell them Mark at Cars Yeah sent you. That's Covercraft.com. What's every automotive enthusiast's dream? To design and build that perfect garage. My friends at Metron Garage are a group of creative talents who've combined their passion for cars with their careers in architecture. Their service includes unique garage design and state-of-the-art fabrication. They will create the coolest custom garage for you and your vehicles. Metron Garage's system features fully engineered commercial-grade material and structural framing that's stronger than traditional construction. Their designs are pre-engineered to meet your building codes for fast, bolt-together construction. With over 25 years of experience, you'll see a 3D rendering to visualize your custom garage and the final structure will fulfill all your storage needs. Contact Metron Garage today and begin realizing your dream garage. Go to metrongarage.com. That's metrongarage.com. Garage is built for discerning enthusiasts. Where it's not just a garage, it's where your dream garage comes true. Okay, Nigel, we are back, and we're entering what I call the last lap. I'm going to fire off a series of questions and ask you to give our listeners some very quick blips of the throttle answers. So here we go. What's the best automotive advice you've ever received? Um, Don't buy a car as an investment. Buy it to drive, enjoy, have fun in it. And if you make a few dollars uh, when you sell it, uh, consider that a bonus. Here, here. Wise advice. Now, would you share one of your personal habits you believe has contributed to your many successes over the years? I think uh, being sincere and reliable. If you're gonna, if you say you're going to do something, then follow through and do it. Be approachable. Answer emails. Respond to telephone calls, and just be approachable and available. Absolutely. Now, how about a resource? There are tons of great resources these days, more than we could ever imagine. But is there one that you're really fond of you'd like to share? Well, I, this one won't come as a surprise, as a surprise to you. I think it's Haggerty dot com. Yeah, yes. There is so much information on there. You could spend hours and hours going through it. The other things that uh, I pick up and I read from cover to cover 
the Sports Car Market, and Octane Magazine. Oh, two of my favorites that I subscribe to. I'll remind our listeners, too, there's a great place on the Haggerty website, Haggerty Valuations. Their tool that they created oh. years ago, I think, is one of the most accurate and spectacular tools out there. So if you have a collector car, you're looking for a collector car, uh, check it out. Go online and check it out. I know you have to sign up, but don't worry about it. They won't hound you and bother you with a lot of stuff that you won't like because everything they send you, you're going to be in love with. So check it out. It's really, really cool. Now, if I could arrange for you, Nigel, to have a drink with anyone in the automotive industry, living or deceased, who would it be? Uh, probably Graham Hill. He's oh. my Formula One hero. Yeah. He, I spent. I was fortunate enough to spend the day with uh, Graham Hill and Tim Schenken in 1971 mm. at Goodwood. Nice. When Rondell Racing was just getting up and starting, and that was uh, Ron Dennis. Yes. Graham Hill reminds reminded me a great deal of my prep school headmaster. He was sort of cut from the same cloth. Mm-hmm. And believe it or not, his older brother, Brian, lives right here in Vancouver. I didn't know that. No kidding. Wow. Yep. Very yep. cool. Very cool. Well, one of the greats, of course, uh, from the heydays of racing. So, boy, I would love to sit down and talk with him as well. That would be fantastic. How about a book? Is there a book you'd like to share with the Cars Yell listeners? Yeah, I I tend to read Formula One books, biographies, and things like that. And mm-hmm. the one that really stood out for me was A Different Kind of Life by Virginia Williams, Frank mm-hmm. Williams' wife, mm-hmm. who now passed away. Yes. For those of you who have Netflix, the Williams documentary uh, is amazing and, and it's available on Netflix. So I would highly recommend watching that. That would give you a good insight as to Virginia's book and where she was coming from and what she had to live through after Frank had his terrible accident and became paralyzed. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Spectacular book and movie. And I'll remind our listeners, you can find links to all these great resources that Nigel's been so kind to share on his Cars Yeah show notes page. Just go to carsyeah.com, type in Nigel Matthews into the bar, and this page, his page, will pop right up. All right, Nigel, we are up to the checkered flag. And this last question, it can be a bit of a doozy. I'm going to buy you any cool collector car in the world, but you can only have one in your garage, but you have to drive it. You can't sell it to buy a bunch of other toys with. But today, money is off the table. Don't worry about that because I'm writing the check. So what's it going to be? It's going to be one of the 22 1938 Alfa Romeo 8C2900 Uh, You have one. You have one in the collection very close to where you live. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Three of those cars were restored by RX Auto Works up here in Vancouver. Mm -hmm. So I'm quite familiar with those cars. I've seen them with their clothes off, for want of a better word. And they are just simply amazing. That Victoria... Jano supercharged twin cam straight eight, you know, just an absolute masterpiece. Yes, yes. Oh man, well, you're not going to make it easy for my wallet today, are you? <laughs> oh no, you're going to have to find a, probably about thirty million bucks if you can find somebody who's prepared to part with one. Uh, yeah, that's the problem. Is there's a few out there, but people that are that well healed usually don't need the money, so they don't want to get rid of the cars. Yeah, and I know that one of the cars up here, of course, a couple of them actually up here in the Northwest that I've been I've been able to spend a day with them during photo shoots back in the day. So, oh my gosh, you picked a really special car and, of course, a car that is uh, so much fun to drive on the track. So, very nice. Well, I'll get to work. Don't hold your breath. It may take me a little while, Nigel. But when I finally get that car, I'm going to drive right up from Gig Harbor to uh, 
uh, BC, and uh, we'll have some fun up there as well on the racetrack. Wow, nice choice. I'm surprised nobody has selected that car out of almost a 1,000 guests here now on Cars, yeah, so uh, very well done. Well, Nigel, you've taken us on a great ride today. I've really enjoyed getting to know you better, reconnecting with you, and I want to thank you for sharing your automotive journey with the Cars, yeah, listeners. Could you offer us a little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you drive off into the sunset in that Alpha 8C? Yeah, I've got three short ones. One of them um, comes, my father told me many years ago, a man who thinks he knows everything is a fool, which I tend to agree with. Live every day as if it was your last and cherish your family. And the last one, uh, living in the, the world of technology that we live in today is, Back up all your stuff on your computer and your phone. <laughs> yes. I know. I have a, I have many, many Facebook followers on both my Cars and Mark Green Facebook page. And every once in a while, I'll see somebody will post, please send me your contact information. My phone died. And I'm like, don't you have iCloud or a backup or put it on your computer or something? For yeah. goodness sake. I mean, I can't imagine. I've got two constant backups working on my computer all the time to cover me in case... Well, for when that day, it's like a motorcycle ride or the day you will go down, uh, it will happen. So be prepared. Well, what's the best way for our listeners to follow along with you, learn more about Haggerty, and of course, learn more about the La Jolla Concorde Elegance? Well, yeah, probably the easiest way to look up the La Jolla Concorde would just be to Google it. Mm -hmm. Just Google La Jolla Concorde Elegance. Haggerty.com is, is, as I said, is a wonderful site. And then if you wanted to read some of my stories uh, that I wrote over the years, uh, they're available on driving.ca. Cool. And if you just put my name, Nigel Matthews, with two T's in the search box, you should be able to find uh, some of those stories. I used to write about oddball cars, goofy cars, and cars that people are not familiar with. Yes, absolutely. Well, I'll remind our listeners that you can find all of this on Nigel's show notes page on the Cars yeah! website. And I encourage you to check out his writing. Uh, pour yourself a nice drink, sit down, and uh, enjoy the read because it's very, very informative and fun, too. And again, you can find everything we've shared on carsyad.com. And be sure to look up the La Jolla Concord Elegance. If you're going to be anywhere near California, April 6th, 7th, and 8th, 8th is, of course, the Concord Day on a Sunday, you've got to check out, just go, a beautiful La Jolla Cove. The La Jolla Concord is so much fun. Great event. I'll be there. So check it out. Nigel, thanks for being so generous with your time and expertise and for sharing your experiences with the Cars Yeah listeners. Until you and I talk again, I'll see you down the road. See you in La Jolla. Yes, thank you. If you own collector cars and still have a little bit of money left over, congratulations. You're ahead of most people, but what should you do with the money you don't spend on cars? Talk to Chris Kimball, Certified Financial Planner Practitioner. For over 20 years, he's been helping people just like you and me with their financial planning and investments. And he's a car guy, too. Call 253-722-PLAN. Or you can view his website at www.chrisvkimball.com. Make sure your investments are running on all eight cylinders, or 12, or 16. Securities through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Member, Finra Sipic. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, 
a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah! Yeah!